You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. y'all it's Mela Borowski here Bell Book and Candle and we're gonna keep talking about winter holidays but specifically today we're gonna talk about how we as pagans can celebrate Yule or winter solstice or maybe some of the other holidays that your tradition celebrates so as you've seen especially if you listen to the last episode or maybe you've done your own research Many of the Christmas traditions come from pagan origins, like other holidays. So really it's more like people who celebrate Christmas are actually using traditions that come from pagan origins. Christmas is pagan, just like Easter, Halloween, etc, etc, etc. What that means to you is that it is perfectly pagan of you to give gifts, to have a decorated Yule tree, holiday lights, feasting, caroling, candles in your windows, mistletoe hanging. But if you want some other ideas, check these out. So sun weight is an idea that I was only introduced to recently. It comes from Norse paganism, heathenry. Traditionally, sun weight occurs on each of the six Thursdays before Yule. And on each of those Thursdays, you light a candle. Thursdays were chosen because in Scandinavian folklore, it's a day of folk magic and communication with the gods. Sun weight is a countdown to the solstice, and the candles would normally be in a candle holder marked with very specific runes, with a certain chant set each time a candle is lit. I think it's a great pagan version of the advent candles. As this is a reconstructed tradition, there's no actual information on how this was truly celebrated, which leaves a lot of wiggle room to incorporate it into our own pagan traditions. So you could, instead of using Thursdays, choose the day that solstice occurs and light your candles on that day for the six weeks preceding. You might even choose to light the candle for six days before solstice. are the traditional verses that are said as the Sunway candles are lit. And this comes from Heathen Homesteader on Instagram. In the first of Sunwait, we light the candle of Fehu so bright. Until the return of the Queen of Skies, may her beauty and splendor in it rise. In the second of Sunwait, we light the candle of Uruz so bright. With all that is past and ahead of us lies, may the passing of time in it rise. In the third of Sunweight, we light the candle of Thursdays so bright. When the force of winter upon us lies, may the return of spring in it rise. In the fourth of Sunweight, we light the candle of Ansu's so bright. In worship of gods old and wise, may the powers of Regan in it rise. In the fifth of Sunweight, we light the candle of Rathos so bright. In yearning for that which never dies, may our longing for new life in it rise. In the sixth of Sunweight we light the candle of Kanaz so bright, a light in darkness again shall arise. 
May the hope of Yule in it rise. idea for celebrating winter solstice is called Blowing in the Yule. I read about this in Dorothy Morrison's book called Yule, A Celebration of Light and Warmth, which I do have in the resources. And it's a tradition probably pagan in origin that could definitely be pulled back into pagan use. It's used by some Christians now. But on Solstice Eve, you could sing a song or play music, ring bells, or even drum to the four directions so that you finish right at midnight, heralding in winter solstice. I think you could also do this right before the actual time of solstice to herald it, which in 2020, winter solstice will be on Monday, December 21st at 5.02 a.m. Now, another thing would be the Yule Log. The Yule Log itself represents the Oak King and the greenery decorating it represents the Holly King. And the origins of the Yule Log go back to the Greeks. They would burn entire trees to ward off evil. So traditionally the log was burned for 12 days and a bit of it saved for the next year's fire. I like putting a candle on my Yule Log which I burn instead of the wood. I don't have a fireplace. So the only time I have a fire pit or anything like that is if I do it outside. So if you wanted, you could make a Yule Log each year. You could use it for a candle or maybe even your Sunweight candles. I don't know, that might be a cool idea. And then use that Yule Log to start a fire on the next year's Yule. And burning the Yule Log symbolizes the death of darkness and the rebirth of the sun. Now this year we are very fortunate to be able to see what's being called the Christmas star and it's actually going to be on winter solstice here in 2020. Maybe then it should be called the solstice star. Now this particular conjunction hasn't occurred since the middle ages like 800 years ago and it's when Jupiter and Saturn come so close together that it looks like a double planet. It looks like this huge star in the sky. And they do align every 20 years or so, but this particular conjunction of coming so close together is very rare. The last time it happened was on March 4th, 1226. So this is definitely something to consider for your 2020 solstice activities on solstice night. Just go outside, look really low in the western sky right after sunset. If you're in the part of the world where I am, kind of lining up with um, New York, I'm in South Carolina, um, it's going to be difficult to spot if you wait till later in the night. So the best time um, is around 5 or 5.15 when the sun's setting, then you should be able to spot it super low on the horizon. Now, another tradition that you might want to think about is feeding the birds. Now, this is my personal tradition, something that my mother and I do every year. Any birds that have left for the winter are gone. And so by winter solstice, I can start feeding the birds again. So my mother and I have made homemade suet and we filled bird feeders. We've bought bird feeders. We've done a lot of different things. It's just a really lovely tradition that we have to start feeding the birds again on winter solstice. <clears throat> There's a lot of crafts 
that you could even make with children, like um, filling orange rinds with bird food, or I've seen where they put peanut butter on pine cones and then kind of rolled it in seeds. Um, so there's a lot of little crafts like that. I've always liked the Little Bear episode. When my children were young, they loved Little Bear and I loved it too, so I did not mind watching it all. But it's the episode where they put out tons of treats on a tree for the snow angels on winter solstice. And the snow angels were all the animals from the forest, including the birds. So with my personal tradition being feeding the birds, this always meant a lot to me. And it was something that even as children, um, when my children who in their 20s now, when they were young, I was still able, it was just exciting to see something on the television that was talking about winter solstice. I've linked the episode in the resource information. It's so cute and it would be a great thing to watch on winter solstice or even before. And one of the songs they sing in it is so cute and they sing, the night is cold, the snow is new, mother loves the winter and I do too. And I just think if you have uh, little kids that that would just be such a fun, even little chant that you could do when you go outside, just like Little Bear and his family did, to maybe go outside. Maybe you're looking for the Christmas star and you go around and instead of saying mother, you would say someone's name or if, if dad's out there, father loves the winter, grandma loves the winter. And so you just put your own name into it. So I think that's a really cute idea. So some other ideas for celebrating winter solstice, you could do a house cleaning ritual. Um, you could create a winter solstice altar honoring the sun. Something, even if it's just something that's circular or um, something that is a picture of the sun or a sculpture of the sun is great for your winter solstice or Yule altar. You could do a ritual um, to welcome the sun you could create manifestation vision boards for the new year. You could do a Yule tree blessing ritual. If you have a Yule tree, whether it's something you cut down and brought inside or something you've decorated outside. You could have a solstice feast. You could collect food for a local food pantry. You could focus on light and there's so many ways to do that. One of the things that I did for many years is make paper lanterns. In fact, there's something that happens downtown where I live where you make paper lanterns and they have a paper lantern um, parade and they have them on sticks and they walk along the river. And I've never been able to participate in that, but on my own um, with my family, we make paper lanterns. This year, instead of the paper lanterns, I've been collecting tin cans and I'm gonna try my hand at punching shapes into the cans to make little lanterns. So I'm gonna punch a moon or star or just decorations into it. And then when you put the candle in, those shapes are gonna be lit up. So I'm really looking forward to that. You could create a gratitude list. You could do New Year's resolutions. You could sing pagan carols. And there are lots of those that you can find online. They have been rewritten, um, but you use the same tunes as a lot of your, your normal um, Christmas and Yule songs that you hear on the radio. Um, that's something that 
on a year that isn't 2020, when I actually have people over and I have my my fellowship, my group over, that's something that we do is we, we sing the pagan um, Christmas turned winter solstice carols. So that's fun to do. Another idea is to write poetry or tell stories. Um, I wrote poetry for winter solstice for several years back when I was really huge into poetry. And if y'all have listened to some of my episodes, I've, I've put some of my poetry um, into that. You can probably tell from some of the older poems that I was struggling at that time in my life. And I really was like this one. This one is all the way from 2002 and it's called A Lesson from the Dark. No matter what the year was before, tonight is a night of renewal. The darkness is long. It's bitter and strong. It tugs on our hearts and pulls on our soul. It leaves our lives like a frozen wasteland with nothing left in sight. But there's life there. There's someone that cares. Look at the evergreen. Find yourself an acorn. Even on a cold day, all the trees seem dead. You can find a pine tree alive. And you can find an acorn. Put it where you can see it. The acorn stands for endurance. There's a strong oak in there. There's an oak in you somewhere. The winter doesn't last forever. Once it starts, it signals its demise. God bless the sun. There's light. It shines in our darkness. That's what solstice is about. The birthday of the sun. The sun and moon renew themselves on the longest night of the year. A lesson for us. Even in darkness, light is in sight. And here's another one that I wrote that same year, 2002, called Deity's Abode. As this night approaches, my soul remains trapped in the ice and darkness. The sun appears to shine for a short while, then gone. Gone with my hopes, gone with my dreams, gone with the promises, so it was seen. And then comes the darkness, the longest night of the year, the longest darkness of my soul. No light in any direction, and it seems endless winter solstice. As soon as it passes, the renewal starts, and from this time forward, the darkness is not so dark. The sun begins to peek over the horizon, only a slim sliver of light, but it's light. It's hope. All nature surrounds me and shows me the cycle of life, darkness and light, life and death, sorrow and joy, pain and renewal. But mostly I learn from the solstice as I watch the silent disrobed trees and bare stripped earth. Feel the cold wind on my cheek, yet know that soon that wind will be warm and bear the scent of honeysuckle. I learn that in nature I will find peace. In nature, there is God. This is actually the um, winter solstice poem that I am most proud of. I wrote it in the form of, of a sestina, and it's called The Night the Sun Stands Still. And this one was written in 2003. The longest evening of the year, beckoning the season of wintry frost, 
The Yule tree hangs with sacred decor of silver, white, red, and green ivy. Holly wreaths and evergreen boughs celebrating the circle, the wheel of life. The sun is reborn, giving new life, presiding over earth a solar new year. Mistletoe hung with holly boughs, treetops glisten with crystalline frost, red berries, white snow, and green ivy welcome the season with bright decor. Bells ringing, choirs singing, heaven's decor of dark nights, starlight, natural life. The evergreen tree is wound in ivy, an attire of peace that will last all year. Icicles hang from the rooftops in frost. Pine cones, acorns adorn the bright boughs. A yule log is burnt in midst of hung boughs. The children delight in the warming decor. The heart from the bonfire melts the cold frost. Seeds and good food offered to animal life. We stand in a circle and speak of our year, dressed in white robes and halos of ivy. Grandfather Frost visits bedecked in ivy and enter through doors hung with boughs that celebrate the new solar year. He'll, he'll cheerfully add to the lively decor, embodying the spirit of Earth's life. Pay homage to him, Grandfather Frost. Earth glitters and crunches and icing of frost, the white of the land against the green ivy. The Holly King oversees the old dying life, beauty of nature shown in green boughs, a generous delight of gracious decor, ringing in and feasting on for the sun's year. Adoration, devotion, hanging twine boughs, sacred colors, sweet herbs, hung in holiday decor, and bacchanalian celebration of a solar new year. some correspondences to help you figure out exactly what you want to do, who you want to honor, what types of things you want to have on your altar for winter solstice. So goddesses traditionally um, associated with winter solstice Yule are Amaterasu, Babushka, Bondea, Kaliakber, Demeter, Frigg, Hecate, Freya, Hall, Isis, Labafana, that's the Christmas witch. I love that. Um, Virgin Mary, of course. Pallas Athena, Rhea, Sankrat, Skadi, the Spider Woman, Zihau, for gods. And that's just some of them. So for gods, you've got Apollo, Babo Natale, Balder, Kronos, Dionysus, Father Winter, Holly King, Horus, Jesus, Saturn, um, Shingdan, Laoran. Jupiter, Marduk, Mithra, the Oak King, Odin, Ra, Woden, Thor, Zeus, and others. Symbols and decorations, we've talked a good bit about that in the last episode, but you've got holly, you've got mistletoe, the deer, the stag, the reindeer, poinsettias are great, a yule log, anything with light or flame, yule trees, the sun, candles, snowflakes, the cauldron, mother and child, bells, for colors, things like green and red and silver and gold and white and blue. For herbs and plants, think about holly, um, evergreens, mistletoe, frankincense and myrrh, rosemary, sage, laurel, bayberry, 
ivy, valerian, and others. And for scents and oils, maybe frankincense and myrrh again, cinnamon, clove, mint, pine, wintergreen, ginger. There's just a lot of different things that you can pull in. And there's no right or wrong. If it reminds you of the Yule season, if, it, if it's something that you want to have on your altar or to be put in your celebrations, do it. This path is your path. It's not anyone else's path. So there are two invocations that I really like from TessWhitehurst.com. The first one is the invocation to the old woman of winter. Ancient mother of midwinter, watcher over life and death, the one who rebirths the world, be with us on this longest night. See us through the dark hours and stand with us as dawn births the promise of new life. And so it is. And the invocation to Father Yule, heroic father, giver of life, one who stands with sword in hand to fight against the dangers of the wild. Bring that sword into our circle and stand with us against this night's darkness. For the night is long and you will keep us safe. And so it is. This is a blessing spell for your Yule tree. And it comes from Terry Ann's Tarot. You will need salt, incense or herbs, a candle, and water. As you say this blessing, sprinkle salt around the tree in a circle. Avoid the tree itself, just around it. And you can use herb or incense smoke, pass the candle over it, and finally add water to the tray at the bottom. Once you've blessed your tree, it's ready to decorate. And here are the blessing words to say. By the powers of earth, I bless this tree that it shall remain sacred, a symbol of life, stable and strong in our home throughout the Yule season. By the powers of air, I bless this tree as the cool winter winds blow away the baggage of the old year and we welcome the brightness of the new into our hearts and home. By the powers of fire, I bless this tree as the days have gotten shorter and the nights grown dark yet the warmth of the sun is returning, bringing with it life. By the powers of water, I bless this tree, a gift I give that it may stay bright and green for us a bit longer so that we can enjoy the harmony and peace of Yule. So you would say each of these elemental blessings as you use each of the symbols of the element. So you would say the earth blessing when you're sprinkling the salt, the air blessing when you're using your herb or incense smoke, the fire blessing when you're passing the candle over it, and then the water blessing as you add water to the tray at the bottom. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell. B-E-L-L-E, or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash bellbookcandle.